98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, welcome back to State Farm Stadium. Time for all of today's top sports stories in one place. It's Wolf and Down Your Lunch, and here to deliver those stories, as she always does, is Aaron Maloney. Aaron. So NFL.com released their power rankings as we gear up for the preseason. At number one, they had the Bills. At number two was the Rams. And number three was the Buccaneers. Number four was the 49ers, which to me doesn't make any sense. Tampa doesn't have an offensive line either. Go ahead. Yeah, they really don't. And then they had the Cardinals coming in at number 17. What do you guys think about this? I mean, one, what do you think about the Cardinals being at 17? Secondly, how can the 49ers be number four with Trey Lance? That's that's the bigger, that's the more egregious uh, pick right there. If you want to have the Cardinals 17, fine, okay. I, yeah. I think that's a little low. I think they are a playoff team, so by definition, that's top 14. Uh, I like Buffalo at one. That would probably be my pick. I understand why you have the Rams at two. But San Francisco at four, that is either assuming Trey Lance is amazing right out of the gate or that they can just hide the fact that he isn't. I honestly, I wrote that down right there. I'm with you on on the Arizona Cardinals. If you do, if you don't think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be a playoff team, that's fine. And you know what? Prove it. I've got a prove it mentality. That's all I care about. Anyways, I just want to see them prove it. But when you say the San Francisco 49ers are number four, and they got a guy who is an unproven, totally unproven quarterback. I know that roster is talented, offensively and defensively. I know how talented they are. But you're going to tell me you got Trey Lance as your quarterback? He's a huge question mark, and you got him number four? Man, I, I depose you and your list and rebuke you openly. To be fair, though, Wolf's the one to put the list in the email. Producer Wolf. Well, you put I the did. power rankings yeah, in there. Well, I was passionate. Wolf saw it and didn't that. put it in there no. because he's like, Wolf's going to hate I this. I passed on it, and then you put it in there. You did not I like did. that. Wow. I just thought I was outraged when I saw that. Hard Knocks in season featuring the Arizona Cardinals will debut on November 9th. So we'll see a lot of Ron Wolfley on the big screens. <laughs> you know he's going to be in there. It. They're going to set up a camera right next to the radio booth, and they're going to be watching you call games. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it. Yeah, but last right. night, episode one of Hard Knocks featuring the Detroit Lions aired, and head coach Dan Campbell stole the show. In fact, there was one part where the defense started with practice with up-downs, right? Yeah. So why not? Dan Campbell and Lions DC Aaron Glenn decided to do them with the defense. <laughs> Love Dan Campbell. They did a total of 30 up-downs. Wow, okay. Could you see Bill Belichick doing 30 up-downs <laughs> with the defense? No way in the world. Did you see Cliff? Yeah, I could see Cliff doing that. Would you do 30 up-downs? No. What? I would not because that's 29 more than I've ever done. What if they promised to let you cover one more kick? Like in week one of the game against the Chiefs. What? Yeah, back when I was 24? Let's go. You said you wanted to play. Yeah. Today you were like, I I wish I was out on the field. We're giving you this opportunity. I wish I could still play. 
Oh, you meant you wish you could still play. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if I tried to run? (laughs) And if I got out there and tried to sprint 40 yards, you know what would happen. I think you'd hit somebody. (laughs) You'd pull a hammy. The hamstring would fly right out my (laughs) armpit. Right out it. That's not good. You should get that looked at. No, exactly. Please. But with the Hard Knocks in season airing November 9th, do you think the Cardinals will be able to clear up all of the drama before it starts? Hopefully they have cleared it up before all uh, before the Lions Hard hopefully Knocks season starts. Hopefully it's cleared up now, right? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is not a thing again. Look, I mean... It's it's scrutiny. Hard knocks is around. They're gonna they're gonna make your team look really good. You're gonna you're gonna add some new fans just simply by being on hard knocks. I mean, I'm a fan of the Lions now after watching last night. Oh Ever think you'd say that sentence? I mean, honestly, what what drama are you talking about, Mel? <laughs> talking about drama surrounding the Arizona Cardinals in the off season? I, I don't know what you're talking Everything about. Everything looks of course, calm right now. Hopefully, anything at that point in time is going to be cleared up. <laughs> Everything. There's not going to be any real drama when the season. Season has started, right? We're not going to see a lot of that come November 9th. Hopefully. Can you imagine if there's more drama than what we've seen this offseason? No. I don't think don't so. Need any more. ESPN forecasted win and loss records for every NBA team in the Western Conference. They believe the Suns will finish at the top of the Western Conference standings with a 56 and 26 record. Okay. Your reaction? I'll, I'll, that's probably about right. What is that? Eight less wins than last year. I don't think they're going to be as locked into trying to win every single regular season game. Um, that's interesting. They have them ahead of Golden State, though. But I would put the Suns in that 55, 56, 57 range. Yeah. Um, it's one of the reasons why I think we all have agreed uh, KD or back, right? Just go ahead and run it back. If you can't get Kevin Durant, run it back. I kind of am at a point right now where the whole Kevin Durant situation, period, I'm not on board emotionally with that yet. Intellectually, I know he makes the Suns better. Emotionally, I I just don't know at what cost, honestly. I mean, they'd have to win a championship for me to be happy. And I don't know if that's any kind of guarantee that you're going to win a championship just because you get Kevin Durant. It is tough to project their win total when you don't know, like, 80% of their roster right now, depending on that trade. At what point would you have to give up, honestly? What, What would you give up? Uh, well, all of it? Yeah, probably. Now you're going to keep DeAndre gonna Ayton. Ayton. You're going to have you're going to have DeAndre Ayton. You you would have Book and you'd have Chris Paul. Everyone else and Kevin Durant else? and Kevin Durant. That's that's Durant. enough. You can fill out the rest of the roster. The NCAA investigation into the Arizona State Sun Devils football program has yet to finish interviewing coaches and staffers. ASU President Michael Crow told the Athletic yesterday. How long do you think this will drag out? Do you think ASU will still be a member of the Pac-12 by the time it's wrapped up? Hey, you look, no rush, right? I mean, just drag the program through this for, I don't know, two or three years before you then also lay down sanctions, I'm assuming. Um, think of how much your life has changed since June of last year. And then think of the fact that the NCAA hasn't been able to conduct enough interviews in that time. What I, I don't doing? even, honestly, I don't know what to say about this story. I really don't. You can, we all know the NCAA and, and investigations, they move at a snail's pace. But this is ridiculous how long this is. You haven't even talked to all the principals yet? You haven't talked to all the people? What are you doing? I, I 
This is Not bad. bad. Job. It's bad for the program. This is bad. You want this to be resolved, and you want it to be resolved quickly. Hey, look, man, a year and whatever penalty you're going to get, that's plenty of punishment. for. In the grand scheme of things, what ASU is being accused of, that's plenty of punishment. Dragging it on for another year is ridiculous. It's awful for the program. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. When we come back, as Aaron mentioned, Hard Knocks in-season will debut for the Cardinals November 9th. So will they be up for the scrutiny, especially in the second half of the season? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Souls and Kona Brewing. Uh, you can see in the NFL the trend of guys that most teams know are going to start aren't getting a lot of work in the preseason anyways, and so it's been good for the, the young guys to be able to show what they can do and get the majority of the reps. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. We are at State Farm Stadium. Practice is done. The team getting ready for Friday night's game in Cincinnati against the Bengals. Pretty good fan turnout again. Really pretty good fan turnout for all of these, especially the red and white game over the uh, the weekend. And uh, red and white practice, I should say. And Wolf, I, I, think, I think it is worth mentioning. Kyler Murray, after practice, was the last guy out there signing a ton of autographs. Again, that line, that wasn't an exaggeration. He was basically at his own 35-yard line because he was right there on the field. And that line went all the way into the end zone, and I'm not saying he signed every single one of them, but he was out there for, what, probably a good half hour or so after practice? Yeah, and uh, once again, you have to understand that this is not in Kyler Murray's contract, so to speak. If he didn't want to sign those autographs, he would not be out there signing those autographs. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Now, will the organization, will they poke you and prod you and ask you if you'd be willing to do that? Yeah, they will, but I can tell you right now, based on what I'm seeing, I believe This is Kyler Murray. This is Kyler Murray reaching out to the fan base, and I like that. This, maybe it's the eternal optimist in me, but I can at least see a scenario. Put yourself in Kyler Murray's shoes for a minute, okay? You know, I I can't explain kind of being a little more separate from everybody the first three years. I think that's just his personality. But you get this deal. You know you're here now for potentially your entire career. I mean, you are the franchise quarterback. You are the franchise. Wouldn't you just feel a little more emotionally invested? Even if you already were really emotionally invested, wouldn't that make you that much more? Here we are. It is, you know, it's August 10th, the start of the regular season's a month away. If you're a Cardinals fan or just a football fan in general, you have a lot of hope for your team this season, right? This is the time of year for that. And if you're Kyler Murray, you're locked in. And yeah, we've seen him. Again, it's not like he's never engaged with the fans before, but he's been going out of his way to do it this week. No, absolutely. And once again, I want to stress that. It's not like the Arizona Cardinals are making him go out and do that. Um, you cannot do that. Uh, this is Kyler Murray saying, I am willing to go do this. Now, they're going to have a walk-around guy with him who's going to turn into the bad guy as we were talking what before. A great job that He's is. the guy that basically says, hey, listen, you sign as many autographs as you possibly can, but I'm going to be the guy that will tell you it's time to go because you have a meeting. They just you blame it on Cliff, right? It's exactly yeah, what it is right there. Sorry. Boom, yeah. bada-bing, yeah. bada-boom, Kyler's <laughs> done. But Kyler was out here once again for a long, long time I was, signing autographs. I 
would say this is an interesting way to measure time, but he started at his own 35, and I would say he made it to probably the opposing 30, at least. He got close to the red zone. So, and that was a big, long that was, line, Yeah, too, that line man. was four people wide yeah. at the time, too. Uh, so camp has been a lot of fun. Certainly, if you are a Cardinals fan, um, you know, if you're, if you're missing that feeling, you get some behind-the-scenes with the Arizona Cardinals starting November 9th. And I, I will tell you this, Wolf, I know you don't watch Hard Knocks. I've watched most of them. I don't know that I ever – I think I didn't see the Herm Edwards Chiefs one from forever ago. There's a couple I didn't see, and it feels like the Cowboys are on every other year as they were last year. But I would say all of them in the last 10 years I've seen. And the in-season one with the Colts last year to me was the best one because it was a completely different show, honestly. You were seeing actual preparation. It, it wasn't about, and, hey, and this guy's getting cut. As soon as I hear you say this, my head wants to explode. <laughs> I, I know, it I wants can, to I explode. Can see, I can see that look it on your really face. Does because once again, you're saying, wait a minute, you're talking about in-season, not training camp, which was always, I got that. You wanted to be there for training camp. The most physical point of the season I for never, most NFL teams is in training camp. I never thought they'd be able to get a team to do in-season until they got the Colts last year. I really, I truly never did. They played. There's no way. <laughs> no way. All I think of immediately, and I, I have to laugh, is Bill Belichick. I think of Bill Belichick once again, and you know what? We've got to eliminate all these distractions on this team. We can't have any distractions. If you're a player and you're trying to create distract, that's my Bill Belichick, that's, by the way, okay? Very I'm just good. saying, no distractions. We don't even need him to call into the show. Every day, man. Every day. I heard that. Do your job and no distractions. Every day. We need to be 100% focused on the task at hand. And now all of a sudden you're talking about, man, during a season, you've got cameras and microphones walking around these locker rooms. Listen, Basinonians, you know this better than anyone else. Imagine when you're on camera. Wherever you may be, you know you're on camera. What if somebody's holding a microphone and they're asking you a question? Well, forget about that. Somebody's mic'd up around you. You know how it feels. You know when the camera's on. Are you going to act exactly the same if a camera and a microphone is on you? <laughs> I, I think it would take a ton of control, emotional, intellectual control, to not let it bother you or phase you in any way, shape, or form. Because sometimes you just want to say something. And then you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that because the microphone might pick it up. So this is the question I have. Having watched last year, and it started last year... In week 10, I think, Colts-Jaguars. Okay, yeah. So if I remember right, they showed a little bit of how the Colts were preparing for the Jaguars, which this, this to me is, is the bigger deal than if I were a player on the team. I, yeah, I, I would be aware of the camera crew and the mics. You're right. It would probably, like, you're at least aware of it. But what has always surprised me that they would actually do it is the Colts played Jacksonville again later on in the season, and Jacksonville smoked them to end their season, by the way. And I'm not saying it was because of hard knocks, but it, that was even surprising to me during the season that if you're Jacksonville, couldn't you just send an intern to watch that episode and be like, if you pick up on anything, just let us know, right? And some of those games, they obviously the team has some say over what HBO is going to be allowed to show. Right. I mean, they do. Think no, how they guarded do have, an NFL team not, is a practice. Not some say. They do have say. But they did show some stuff for how, I mean, they showed at one point, I don't remember what game it was, but the Colts 
preparing a specific play that came to fruition perfectly in the game, and that's why they showed it, obviously. But certainly, if you if you are a team playing the the Colts last year or the Cardinals in the second half this year, I would absolutely have somebody watching the show just in case. Yeah, a lot of it is like, hey, here's we're going to follow Isaiah Simmons and see what his day is like in yeah. Scottsdale or whatever uh, on a on a Wednesday. But some of it is meeting rooms. I'll tell you what, I'll bet you there's a lot of players in the NFL that actually watch the in-season hard knocks. Watch that because they want to know who they're playing against. Maybe there's maybe they're they're talking to some guys on the team. Maybe it's the Arizona Cardinals, right? Zayvon Collins. Let's get to know Zayvon Collins this week a little bit. Just more. listen to our show, oh, exactly. Okay, but still, maybe you want to know yourself a little bit more about Zayvon Collins. Maybe you want to know what that dude is like and how he thinks and who he is and oh, what a jerk this guy is right here. I'm not talking about Zayvon Collins. I'm talking about anybody. Maybe you'd want to do that. For me, I I would never want to do that. I would never want to watch Hard Knocks if I were a player right now. Because basically, I might might get to actually like you. (laughs) When I I played base earnings, I kid you not, and I was not alone on this. I was not alone. This is the way that it was. And there are still many, many guys, many guys here today that will tell you the same thing. I basically wanted to believe the other person I was going to play against was the worst person on the face of the planet. I don't Were think it's locked? that way now, though. I, I, no, I think there's still a still lot of some, guys yes. that, that don't want to know the guy. That I would they want to think the guy's a scumbag, basically. Football more so than I can like go out too. and hammer him the way that he deserves to be hammered. Yeah. It's kind of like, I hey, there's listen, something to that. I, I Playing against my brother Craig. I never wanted to run into Craig on the field. Not only because he was 320 pounds <laughs> and one of the strongest human beings on the face of the planet, but also because I, how could I hit my brother the way that he deserves to be hit? How? How could I do that? <laughs> that sentence hurt my head. <laughs> but it's the truth, right? Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to think the other guy was an absolute scumbag. And maybe if you're watching Hard Knocks, you find out the guy's actually he's funny. Yeah, you don't want to. You're right. I wouldn't want to know that. I I wouldn't want to know that. No No way. You deserve to be hammered. Um, I will say this before we hit the break. They play San Francisco on November 21st and then again January 8th. So that is a team you will play twice that in theory could watch how a a small percentage of how you prepared for them the first time around. And then they will see you again later in the season. That's the only team that they play twice because all their other divisional games are in September and October. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, that NCAA investigation into ASU football, they're not even done interviewing coaches and staffers yet. So just how long could this drag out? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Back here at State Farm Stadium, 
Wolf, you and I always joke about the guided meditation alerts we get on our phone. Oh, Phones. Break out the Pilates ball. I, uh, I don't think that's a guided meditation. Lay all over it as you're meditating. Those are two very different things. Uh, I'm going to need some guided meditation if they can't finish conducting interviews in this ASU investigation. Honestly, right now, it, it makes you want to start swinging when you listen to what Michael Crow had to say about this yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I'll read you some of the quotes um, from Michael Crow. You know, just only the president of the entire university. It's a pretty big university. Like yeah. you would, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine the NCAA is like, oh yeah, who are we supposed to be investigating? What else are you doing other than watching your sport dissolve because you can't figure out how to manage a transfer portal and NILs? And so, can you take like a little time out of that to actually interview this program that you're slowly destroying? You know, maybe it's just trying to find somebody to work. <laughs> I mean, nobody's working anymore, Luke. <laughs> nobody's working. Put out one of those still job the pandemic. I, I have no idea. Maybe they're the having a hard time. They've got a bunch of people that are working from home or something. I have no idea. You think these are all Zoom interviews? It's just, just stop <laughs> it. The NCAA dragging its feet, and we all knew this was going to happen because this is standard operating procedure for the NCAA in an investigation. It takes them forever. Everything moves at a glacial pace. I get that. Here's the quote from Michael Crow. Quote, I know that we haven't, out of my office, been very vocal about anything because we're asked not to say anything by the NCAA. And the NCAA is moving in deliberate fashion. I don't believe they've even interviewed our remaining coaches yet. Unquote. It has been 14 months. Now, again, I went to ASU. If this was happening to U of A, would I be laughing a little bit? Yeah, and I'm sure U of A fans are laughing at me. But I would still say it's ridiculous at this point. We're not talking about somebody going to jail. We're not talking about anything. I understand if they were against the rules and and, and that's what is found to happen, then go ahead and do whatever you got to do by the rules. I get that. But to drag this out for 14 months, and it doesn't sound like it's getting resolved anytime <laughs> right. soon. Right. The, the fact that you are so slow slash lazy slash inept, whatever the deal is with the NCAA, that's going to be a bigger punishment than whatever you actually hand down to ASU, and that's not ASU's fault that you can't do your job. So right now, would you say that the Sun Devils and their football program in a state of limbo right now? I limbo would be nice. Uh, okay, exactly, Luke. There, there's, there's no clear direction, if you ask me right now, for the Sun Devils. They've got how many new guys? 43. 43 new guys on the roster. Look, I'm just telling you right now, a lot of times you'd have 120 guys actually walking around a locker, walk-ons and stuff like that, especially in the spring when everyone comes out and they say, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to try to walk on and make this team and whatever it may be. You, you've got... 80 guys that you you probably can look at and pretty much count on. 80 guys. And you're telling me that 43 new faces have shown up for the Sun Devils? I am absolutely stunned at that number. Why is that? It's because of the state of limbo they are in right now. This is the land of opportunity, man. This is the land of opportunity. They had a lot of people that walked out the door because what's happening? Because of the state of limbo that they're in right now, that forced a lot of people out the door that were here, and now all of a sudden, 
sudden, you're bringing in so many people because this is the land of opportunity for a lot of kids that weren't getting the opportunity somewhere else. So you've got 43 new guys. The continuity alone in trying to build some type of culture and chemistry together is going to be a challenge for Herm Edwards and his staff. Well, and you also left out the part of the equation where they can't recruit all of a sudden. And this was, I mean, this was the strength of Herm Edwards. Was Why the would you do that? Recruit. Because once again, as a recruit, I'm looking at you, man, you're, you're in a state of limbo here, and it doesn't look like it's going to get resolved anytime soon. So yeah. I appreciate, Coach. Thank you very much. You know what? Go ahead and have one of my mom's sticky pots. Okay? Thank there's, you for coming. There's how really many, appreciate there's it. How many other programs I can go to if I'm a high-end recruit? I don't blame a high school kid that's a senior, and ASU comes along, and it's like, well, you guys have been being investigated for 14 months. I mean, if if, if somebody, if you were a recruit that when, when the investigation started was like, you know what, what it sounds like you did doesn't, it, it, maybe it's not, it's against the rules, but it's not that big of a deal where it's going to turn me off the program. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and show up. You might be a junior by the time this gets yep. resolved. And you know what? Uh, what if you're, I don't know, a two-star recruit, a three-star? I was a three-star. Well, maybe, wait a minute. Maybe I was a two-star. Maybe I was <laughs> a two-star. Exactly. A two-star recruit. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at ASU like, you know what? Hey, listen, man. I could go there. I could go there. And I could play. I could play. I'd get a chance to actually play at the Division One level as a two-star guy. Right? Yeah. You, you'd like to see ASU land some four-star guys. They yeah. were landing four. They were landing five-star guys. Yes, they were, Luke. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. But they were also landing a lot of three-star recruits as well. And now all of a sudden, that's the problem. Now they're not see, landing you got anybody. Guys, I know. You got guys who see it as the land of opportunity. They're just not nearly as talented, typically. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a good football team. It doesn't mean you can't. But it's hard when your whole team is like but that. It's hard when you're exactly right. And the problem is the longer this you gotta remember, ASU, think think of how much the program has been damaged in the last year and how it's gonna continue to get damaged while they I guess have to put in their planner that they have to interview somebody over at the NCAA. That's before the punishment even happens if there's a punishment. And if there isn't a punishment, that's even more ridiculous almost because you've dragged this program through the, the mud for two years because you just can't be bothered to do the interviews. What that, are you? That doing? is honestly. I need an explanation from the what NCAA. What are you waiting for? I would assume they're just like uh, Scrooge McDuck doing the thing where they just they dive into their pile of money and they're too preoccupied with that over yes. there. Uh, but hey, listen, I've got a lot of things to do. I got a lot of things. This investigation. Yeah, I got to count my money. Um, let's see. Uh, I've oh. got two hundred investigations going on at once. <laughs> I mean, I is what that what it is? What? They, who else are they investigating? I'm sure there's a couple other schools, but still, don't you assign one dude? Dude, <laughs> this is your job. Maybe. You you investigate this and go ahead and call some people on a daily basis. I would imagine. I feel like this should be like a full-time a- thing. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like if you, what? is the NCAA really just one guy and we haven't realized that this whole time it's just one dude and he's like, I got to investigate eight <laughs> schools today because that's about the pace you're moving at. It's Honestly, brutal. at this point, if you are doing anything else over there that isn't finishing this investigation, that other thing can wait. Well, <laughs> we're waiting. 
All right. When we come back, we'll get back to the NFL. Uh, is Zayvon Collins ready to lead the Cardinals defense this season? He gave us some insight. We'll react to what he had to say to us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports stadium, Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. Welcome back to the show. In case you missed it, we had Zayvon Collins on earlier, and you can hear that entire interview. And all these interviews, we had Dave Pasha on, we had Amiel Sade. We're going to have Kellen Olson on in a little bit. If you ever miss him, of course, you can listen uh, to the Wolf and Luke podcast. You can go to ArizonaSports.com and find it. Zayvon Collins, Wolf, that was the first time I've talked to him. There's not a lot of players on this team I hadn't talked to before. I thought he was good. I thought he was really good for an interview. I thought he was very open and honest with a, a lot of his answers, and I thought he gave us some pretty good insight on some of the stuff that he's working on in camp this year, and, and, and especially the, the the stuff with the green dot on the helmet and being able to, to call and relay plays in. No, I agree with you. I, I really enjoyed talking to Zayvon Collins. This is a guy that I am really, really rooting for, as you know, Luke. Um, I think he could be a pivot for this team. He could be a fulcrum for this team going Going forward, and whether or not this is going to be a good defense. Is it going to be a good defense, or is it going to be a below average defense? That fulcrum point right there to me, it rests on the shoulders of two guys. And I know this is going to be a surprise to most people because a lot of people would say, well, corner, of course. You're talking about the cornerback room. No, I'm not. Oh, you're talking about the edge. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins. Two inside linebackers backers that are so wildly talented, have every skill, every talent, every ability you could hope for out of a guy that plays Mike Linebacker or the weak side inside or wherever you decide to play Isaiah Simmons. They can change games with their athleticism if, Basinonians, if they're good football players. Isaiah Simmons, to me, I think already is there. I think I look at him and think he's a good football player. I'm not worried about Isaiah Simmons. I'm not worried about him. I get it. He trailed off last year. He hasn't proven it for a full year. So if you are, if you're driving around right now and you're like, well, I am still worried about him, I get it. I'm just not. Yes. Okay, now Zayvon Collins. Zayvon's got a lot to prove, and he knows he's got a lot to prove. That guy right there could be a game changer. Are you kidding me? You got a guy who's almost 6'5", playing inside linebacker, who's 260 pounds and can run like a deer and is long? Oh, my goodness, he can impact a passing game with those the with the windows over the middle. He can impact the passing attack. He talked about that. He, he can impact the running game. He can impact all of it if he's a player, he and that's what it comes down to. About being sort of an old-school linebacker in a league now that's gotten a little bit smaller and faster. A big thing, too, is, you know, I'm 6'5", 260, which is the old-school linebacker. So, um, obviously, you know, with today's, you know, league, everyone is a little bit smaller but a lot faster. So uh, that is, uh, you know, will I be able to do this and this? And that's one of the things I've been working on, you know, my feet, my hand work, my eyes when it comes to pass coverage one-on-one with the backs, which is very important in, you know, those third and short, third and long, whatever it is, you know, man-on-man defenses or zone match coverages. 
yeah, there it is right there. There's an awful lot to go into. He, that's what I was saying. He was, he was very detailed with a lot of the stuff he's working on right now. Yeah, and uh, I just love the fact that, once again, Zayvon Collins has the opportunity to change this defense. If he goes out and he grows and develops the way that I think he's capable of doing, he's going to change this defense. Is there anything better than having two inside guys that are long, athletic, and will stuff you in a box, metaphorically speaking? No, there isn't. You go back and you look at the great defenses. It's always been that way. I've, I've, I've talked about this in the past with Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, over and over and over again. Two inside linebackers that never, never come off the field. And that's what I love what I'm seeing out of Zayvon Collins right now, Luke. He's not coming off the field on third and obvious pass situations. He's not. They're leaving him out there. And this is the reason why I'm hoping that we see a lot of him on Friday night. Rundown situation, stick your face into the fire. I want to see him do that. Well, he said he and wanted to play a lot on Friday. Second too. and long, third and eight. Yes, I love the fact he wanted to play. And I know you're dying to play him here. Okay, but to me, once again, don't take him off the field. I want to see him out there on third and eight. There's no point in taking him off the field. It, it, look, I know there's a certain point in the game where you're like, okay, this guy's probably going to be starting for us in week one. I'm not leaving him out there until the fourth quarter. But to your point, if he's going to play first and second down, Leave him out there for third down. Oh, no doubt, man, because he's an every-down linebacker. When you draft him number 16 overall in the first round, what you're saying about that guy, he's an every-down linebacker. You're never going to take him off the field. You don't draft a guy that's going to play Mike linebacker or the weak side inside linebacker. That You don't draft him in the top... What? 16, 16, 20 picks, somewhere in there. You're never going to do that. If you're going to take them off the field, you're going to put them out there and let them play every down. That's what you're going to do, and they're going to do that, they hope, with Zayvon Collins this year. All right, I can't remember a player that's ever been on the Cardinals where the conversation always seems to go to whether or not he's going to have a green dot on his helmet. So he gave us, I thought, two pretty good answers to that. First of all, just talking about lining up alongside Isaiah Simmons and then looking around and seeing Isaiah Simmons moving all over the place. He plays in all three levels. I play on just the two levels, so I play in the, you know, sometimes down on the front, and I'll play in the mid-level with the linebackers and stuff and all different positions. Jay's moving, you know, as you guys have seen, all, all throughout. Um, he's a, he's truly a Swiss knife. Um, so sometimes me and Zay will be right next to each other. Sometimes me and Zay will be a front apart. But that's also the problem. You know, sometimes I'm trying to make certain calls, and I'm looking around like, what is he right now? So we got to know what he is. Um, so it's not just Isaiah that has to be locked into it. The guys who are also calling it, um, the mic, you know, whoever else is helping them might call the defense or whatever because there's a lot of a lot of verbiage that has to be you know pronounced before the play even happens just like the o-line you know that me isaiah another dude are all you know saying all kinds of stuff right before the play happens i, I know this is not the main point of that but are we really going to have zavin collins calling isaiah simmons zay yes. is that not going to be confusing That's for anybody else exact same thing right there <laughs> Did you not say that about Zavin? Yeah. Zay. Zay and Zay. Zay so and Zay. Your, there's your two inside linebackers. We got Zay, and over here we have Zay. How about that? Z. Z and Zay. No. Zay, Zay and Zay. Zay. We both go by Zay. Zay, Zay. <laughs> Nine-night. Yeah. But, uh, but I thought that was... Uh, <laughs> 
That showed a lot of things, right? I mean, I think he explained that. Again, I, I like it when, when players come in here, coaches come in here, and, and explain it in a way where if you're just a football fan, but you don't need to know every single X and O because you have like a regular job, that you still understand what's going on out there. And I, yeah. I like the way Zayvon Collins explained that, but also in a way that showed he gets what's going on around him because that's yeah. always kind of been the, the fear, right? Of like, well, is he going to get it in year two? Didn't have a normal year one. Is he going to get it in year two? Based on that explanation and, and some of the other stuff he said, it certainly seems like this guy gets it. Do you have anything else that Zayvon Collins actually said? Or Zay, of course. Oh, no, that's they don't call him Zay. What do they call him? I would assume Zay. No, Here, I don't I, think so. I've got one more. Call? It doesn't really matter to me, but it, it does not not matter, if that makes sense. Because it, it always, I still have to get the call and make the call. You know what I mean? The green dot is just telling everyone to call. I'm still setting, you know, where's the blitz coming from? Where's the formation need to be set? Where, what is our front? What is our coverage? Is it, you know, this? Do we need to check out of something? All of our audibles for the defense. That is, I still have to do that. Yeah, the, the beginning where he was like, I don't care, but I don't not care was about having the green dot on his Okay, that right there fired me up when he said that right there. I love that. Okay, so he doesn't have the green dot going on, which is basically the call, and then reiterating the call. Getting the verbiage out and getting it out correctly right there, but when it comes to, okay, the call has been made, now all of a sudden, what kind of front do we have here? What kind of front, what kind of, of offensive formation do we have? What kind of motion? Oh, check. Here comes the check. He's, he's making all of that. That's what he just said. Yeah. And that, to me, got me jacked up. Because who cares who really wears the green dot if that's the case? I don't care who's wearing the green dot as long as Zayvon Collins is a part of the process. You know what I mean? Yes. Because a lot of times it is presented as everybody's just standing there silently, and Zayvon Collins has to bring the play in and call it and do everything. And I know ultimately you want him to be the leader in that regard, but as we've talked about on the show, he's going into year two. Let's just keep him on the field, right. and he can pick that stuff up as he goes as long as he's doing that. Yes. But but the reality is there's a lot of guys moving around and talking, and Buda Baker, you think Buda Baker's just standing there silently waiting to see what's going to happen? No. These guys are active, and so Zayvon Collins as long as he is a part of that, I'm encouraged that he's going to get to the point where he is the green dot guy, whether that's next year or whenever. Yes, because it tells me he's capable of learning and understanding the concepts of defensive football as it pertains to the game of football and will get better in that regard. And once you know it, Luke, once you know it, you can do it. So much easier. It's all about reps. So much. It's exactly right. And this is what I think he needs. Reps. He's going to get reps on Friday. It was funny. You said, would you like about 15 reps? And he's yeah. Like, I'd like more than 15 reps on Friday. I was pretty jacked up with that. Really, Zavin? Look at me, Zavin. Look at me, Zay. Look at me, Zavin. Really? You know what you I want thought? more when he said than that? 15? I thought in my head, that's a significant number of reps. Because earlier in the show, you said anything <laughs> in double digits in the preseason. Anything double digits that's is right. significant. All right, we come back. We'll get over to basketball. If the Suns were able to land Kevin Durant, would you rather trade Mikel Bridges now or DeAndre Ayton in January? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.